Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 from Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I've come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and so much more, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to access a very special offer. They are giving my listeners five fantastic travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D free of charge with your first order. See your details at athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 210 of the podcast with endurance athlete and author, the inspirational John McAvoy. John was born into a notorious crime family and served 10 years in prison for armed robbery. Since then, he has achieved incredible self-transformation. And in this clip, John shares why we all have the power to rewrite our own story. I often find this when people have been to the real extremes Mm. in life. There's a real depth. There's a real understanding of the truth of what it really means to be living a life on this beautiful planet. Mm. When I see the content you put out, I see someone who is always positive, who's always upbeat. The glass is half full, not half empty. But do you have bad days like anyone else? And what happens when you have those bad days? Oh, I'm like every every human that walks this planet. Like you have good and you have bad days. Stuff happens to me sometimes I've got no control over. But... I always draw back from my life experiences. Like I've experienced dark places. Like when I was locked in a segregation cell for 365 days all on my own and I had very like limited human contact, that's bad. That's given me a great perspective on what bad actually is. So even if I've got nothing now um, and I've and I, I, I've got no money, I, 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 I've experienced what having nothing is. Like I've genuinely experienced what that feeling feels like. So no matter what happens to me in my life now, I understand what it feels like to be in that position, that that dark, dark place. And it's kind of like, without being too cheesy about it, but like I see when I got released from prison, it was like a rebirth. Like when you go to prison, someone once said to me, you don't live, you just exist. And it's the nearest thing you can come to death but not being dead because you're basically in a concrete coffin, but you're alive, but you've lost all your liberties, which in my case was deservingly so like I broke the law I'd made bad life choices based on my sort of my childhood and what I thought was right and wrong um but I made those decisions which led me to going to prison and spending 10 years of my life in there but when I got released it was like I felt like I was like reborn and that's why I'm so appreciative of every day that I'm alive now and and the experiences that I get and the privilege of being able to see some beautiful places and interact with incredible human beings um, and sometimes you can feel like you, you, you're overly happy, but the world went from being very dark and gray to very colorful. And like when my friend passed away in that car crash, I could have easily died with him. If I wasn't in prison, I would have probably been with him in the Netherlands when he committed that robbery and, and the car flipped and he died and two other people died and the driver broke his back. I could have easily been with him in that car and the, that would have been the end of my life. Or the day I got arrested and the police had 20 machine guns pointed at me. If one of them had pulled the trigger, that would have been the end of my life. 
but I was fortunate that I, I didn't, that didn't happen to me and I, I went to prison and then I went through that journey in prison, that process of change, that when I got released, like I'm so appreciative of my freedom and like how beautiful the world is and, and the fact that I get to meet and mix with incredible human beings. It can depend on what the actual situation is, but forgiveness and not holding on to resentment, albeit very, very challenging, is such an important skill to develop for our happiness, our well-being, the, the lightness in our being, right? Yes. Not holding on yes. to all this negativity. What's your relationship like with forgiveness? Well, I, I would go back. I think I think the Buddha said it about with anger and resentment. It's, it's like poison. You drink it, but expect the other person to die. And I believe that, like you said, those negative emotions um, of resentfulness, hatefulness, it, it affects your soul and your core. You're the person that will suffer. And and I've learned that throughout my life of letting go of situations. Because um, people have often said to me, like the journey I was on in prison, because again, a lot of people that go through the journey of prison become out very, very bitter. They hate the system even more. They feel like they've been brutalized. They don't accept ownership of the reasons why they ended up in there. And, I, and again, some of us didn't have the best hands dealt to us in life. Like I had terrible role models as a kid, but I still have to accept the ownership of the decisions I made. So when I went into that place, I put myself in that place. When I went in there when I was a kid, I didn't accept ownership of it. And I felt like I was hard done by. And then when I was in there, I was even more hateful, more resentful. And I come out and I was even more bitter and I was even more driven to do bad stuff. And I never accepted ownership of my situation because I didn't accept the fact that I put myself in there. And I just think you have to let go of that stuff because it's so toxic to your soul and to you as a person. Even though sometimes, again, it is very hard, but it's about your moment on earth. Like sometimes you can keep reliving the same trauma in your present, things that happened 20, 30 years ago. And I know it's hard and I know people might listen to this now and go, it's easy for him to say, but it's so important that you do try to move on from stuff because you're carrying something from happened 10 years ago, in my case, 15 years ago. And again, I accept full responsibility. I put myself in there. But some of the things that happened to me in there, I could quite easily come out and just like just said, well, I am the way I am. I'm being brutalized by them and, and I don't let go of it. And if I did act like that, again, I would not be here today having this conversation with you and all of the good things that have come into my life over the last nine years since I've been released would not have happened because I'd have still been hanging on and holding on to that bitterness and hatred towards something else. And again, I wanted to grow as a person, to grow and develop. You have yeah. to let go of that stuff. What I see of the John McAvoy in 2021 is someone who's got his head together, got his mind together, applying it to help himself and the world. I see someone who is being positive, posting inspirational content, trying to lift others up, trying to make sure no other child goes down the same path you went down. There's a lot in life that we 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 have no control over. Yet so many of us waste incredible amounts of emotional energy and cognitive reserve on these things that we can't do anything about. If I think back to our previous two conversations, that you've always seemed to have been someone who's understood that I can't control everything, but I can control a few things. And that's what I'm going to focus yeah. on. 
is that something you were born with or is that something you were taught? Um, I think it's something I, I've learned and, and grown and developed as I've got older. But yeah, when I was locked in, in a prison cell, like you have literally no control over your environment. Like what you eat, what time you go to sleep, day-to-day living in regards of your, what, where you are, you haven't got control of, of that. But you have control over your body. So I control over what I did with my body in regards of what I chose to read, how I exercised. Again, when, when I realised I wanted to be an athlete, it was those small incremental steps. Like you don't go from point A to point B, like like literally within one footstep. It takes years of training. Sometimes the, the, the improvement's so minimal, you can't even see it. But when you look back, you go, how did I go from being like that to where I am now? And it... But it's those tiny little, small, incremental steps every day of improvement. And it takes time and it takes discipline. And I, and I often say this to young people because all everyone sees, like when you see social media, is the highlight reel, the end of it. They don't see the heartache, the, the discipline, the focus, the setbacks. They don't see that part of it. But everyone wants the show reel at the end. But they, so then the minute they try to attempt to get to the show reel and they realise, actually, this is quite hard or I'm not good enough because look how good he is. But they don't realise how long that took for that person yeah. to get to that point. And I often say that to kids, like, you, it's a, it's a small process. Stay in, day out of consistency, believing in yourself, believing there's better for yourself, believing you can achieve what you set out to do. Because I do believe we're all equal as human beings. I do fundamentally believe that. That's why, like, I feel like I, I have a duty to like really just help people yeah. and use that story to show people actually, look, like I'm no different to you. You can do something different in your life. You haven't got to be an athlete. You, it can be anything you want. If you want change in your life, it is possible. Sometimes you have to take two steps back to take three steps forward. Sometimes you have to reset, you have to pause, and then you, you move forward. It isn't easy. Um, like again, monetary, because I know obviously that affects a lot of people's day-to-day living. Sometimes you do have to take a little bit of a step back but to have a better quality of life. And that's yeah. what I'd always say. It's the quality of life that you, you're leading. I, actually, I took my own advice off your podcast during lockdown. I wasn't very happy living in London. I didn't hate it. My life was okay. Um, but I went to France. I went to the Alps on a on a training camp a couple of years ago and I fell in love. Like I've never felt towards a place like I felt towards that place. Like I'd never felt at home anywhere. Like I was always moving around. I never felt settled. And when I went out there a couple of years ago, I just fell in love with it, like literally in love. And I just had this moment of real reflection on myself when I spent this time on my own um, in the mountains and I was walking about and I, I assessed my own life. And and I and you you have to practice what you preach and and I wasn't that happy living in London like to me it was like the Matrix I was over it was overstimulation I was getting pulled around here there and everywhere doing stuff all the time um, and I felt when I was there I had this connection with nature and it had such a profound powerful impact over me as a person I felt at home and I'd never felt like that it's like this spiritual connection with the mountains and with that place and I just made a decision I thought. This is what I want my life to be. I want to live in this place. And I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm going to take that step. Me going there financially has hurt me a lot. Like in regards of me generating income, I worked out the maths, what I needed, the minimum to live. And I thought, as long as I make that, the quality of my life 
will improve exponentially. And I'll get up every morning and I'll have the mountains. I can go and walk. I feel free. And I've never, ever, ever had this sense of freedom that I have when I'm there. In a year, two years' time, I don't know where I'll be. I don't know what I'll be doing. Because I, I, you just don't know what can come up in life. Life is just a journey of growth. And I think there's such a beautiful big world out there. There's so many incredible humans that you can meet and interact with and learn from. And I think it's so important that people have that open mindset to trying different things and meeting different people and going to different places and experiencing different things. Um, but I just feel like when I get up every day, I want to be happy and content in my existence whilst I'm here. Um, and if I can just lift other people up, however many people that is, if it's one, if it's 10, if it's a thousand, whatever it is, and I can make someone else's existence on this planet a little bit better, that's, that's what motivates me now. So what is it that we can learn from the decision you made, right? Not everyone has that extreme experience of life to be able to go, you know what, I, I get what is truly important now. It ain't about money. It ain't about rushing around. It's about inner contentment and peace. What would you say to someone who is struggling with where they are at the moment in life? And they hear that and go, yeah, all right for you, mate, but I can't make that kind of decision. We're all on our own journeys and what brings happiness and contentment to everyone is, is very unique to that person. I would say in the situation of, of what motivates me and why I make my decisions is that I have an, a great appreciation of how short life is. Going back to when my friend died, my dad before I was born, life's so short, nothing's given to any one of us right now. Like really all you have got is the moment and the present. Tomorrow's not guaranteed to anyone. The next second's not guaranteed to, to me or you right now doing this podcast. And you have to act because I don't want to live my life and to be into a position where if I get even get to the point where I have a time to reflect on my existence on this earth, I don't say what if, if only I did that. And I think sometimes you do have to take those risks and take yourself out of your comfort zone. Because again, life isn't this safety net, like you don't know when it's going to end and you have to wake up and be happy and content in whatever it is you do. And like I said, it isn't about going to a different country. If you don't like your job, do something. Don't just pull it off. Don't just, just suffer it. Try to do something different because it, life is such a precious gift. And we, we are on this earth for such a short period of time. You have to act. You have to do stuff if you want your life to be different. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my bite-sized Friday email. It's called The Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday five. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday.